Welcome to Moon Chasers Podcast, where three generations of witches compare their unique journeys with the craft, sharing their irreverent takes on things like daily practices, ethics, and current events, and the ridiculous way witches are portrayed in pop culture. Pour yourself a spot of tea or some other magical libation as they and their guests discuss tarot, astrology, feminism, and all things witchy, sometimes with wine. Hello. Hello. Are we live? <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Moon Chasers podcast. We used to be a witchy podcast, but now we're a sexy SMR. Sexy SMR. <laughs> sexy SMR. Sexy SMR. Oh my God. <laughs> we're off to a great start. I mean, we are. do we you are. guys want, I mean, I can tell the, the story again. I think you should. I I, uh, I think this definitely needs to be, yeah, forever you, commemorated on air. For my f- fellow witches listening out there, um, there is a wonderful book uh, that is often read to children called Everybody Poops. <laughs> and I think it's important to know that witches also poop. And that is why I'm going to tell this story. So I was... <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> now my friend has to listen to the podcast because I'm mentioning him in it. So I was walking in Candler Park in Atlanta with my friend and I had to we had like some coffee earlier and so I needed to pee a bit, just a little bit. And I was and we went to the 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 little park bathroom and the way this park bathroom is i guess if you're standing outside the door of this park bathroom you can kind of hear whatever people are saying in a the great bathroom. feature for a bathroom by the way yeah that's wonderful it's i feel so i feel like my <laughs> privacy is super protected <laughs> the best and echo s- ever <laughs> and so um <laughs> i'm i'm sitting there on the potty, peeing. <laughs> I I used to work with kids. I still say potty. And um, what? And then I realized, oh, this is more than just pee. I'm gonna have to do something else. And when I and I and here's the thing. Sometimes <laughs> when I am a doing numero dos, I sing a little song to myself. <laughs> and just have a little pep talk. Just a little pep talk. And um, I walked out. I I washed my hands. I walked out. And Jonathan is smiling. And I'm like, did you hear everything? <laughs> and he said, yes, I did. And the song that I sing, do you guys know that song? I feel like it was from like the 50s or 60s. I don't know. But it's like, ooh, personality, bah, personality. Ah. <laughs> I don't. I just remember. I just remember that was on an episode of Laverne and Shirley at some point. Um, But I will sometimes just be scrolling on my phone on the toilet singing, hey, poop, come out of me now. Poop, come out of me, please. Poop, come out of me. I like the please. (laughs) If you think about it, 
It's it's a it's a spell, really, ladies. It's <laughs> exactly. A... Sure. It's a, it's, a di- it's a digestion spell. <laughs> Anything could be a spell, my love. <laughs> People need to listen to us just so that they can get good poop spells. <laughs> oh, okay. And we'll have to make that a regular feature. Yes. <laughs> poop spells with Shay. <laughs> That's your segment from now on. <laughs> i'm so here for it normally if you normally if you use your if you use poop in um spells they're usually hexes i would think yeah that's not necessarily a positive ingredient in a lot of spells right no so how are you ladies now that we know my how my week's going how are you lovely witches doing Um, not too bad yeah it's pretty good i like we haven't done this in a while but that's because a tree fell on my house and i had to get settled somewhere else but i did manage to do some work on the new moon with two other witches um that are looking for new jobs and uh so we did a lovely you know find the dream job spell that Mm -hmm. night um and it's you know it's hard when you like everything my house is gutted now basically um but they came in and yeah they they came in and like i i say this (laughs) it's funny because at first you know everyone was like who's cursing you or you know then you know Hillary had moved in and thought well, and you were, she you was here just been and then sick too, right? Yeah, I yeah, I was sick all that week. But bad sick. We had been talking pretty heavily about some things that we wanted to do to the house. Um like getting some more storage and <laughs> I'd had some issues with my flooring um but I knew I wasn't going to be able to do anything like that, you know, anytime soon. But, you know, where most people were focusing on, like, what is going on that you're like being cursed, like first you were sick for like over a week. And then, you know, you uh, are laying in bed, you know, and and Hillary was basically like making me my Gatorade and my broth because I'd been sick for so long and, and uh, it stormed and I was laying in bed and, um, yeah, I heard this, like, I thought I heard something hitting the side of the house. And uh, I ended up, what it was that I was hearing was, uh, I think that was the tree splitting. But, you know, my contractor walked through there with me the other day and he was like, this house is so sturdy, like it caught the tree. Like the tree basically laid horizontally on top of my house. And all the exterior walls caught it so that it didn't fall into my house. And into you. Right. right. I mean, the branches came in. I didn't get hurt. Nothing. The dogs, none of the animals got hurt, you know. Um, But, uh, yeah, it was scary. But, yeah, it was funny. I was like, maybe this is just how we end up getting my floors fixed and getting the liquid that we were wanting. (laughs) It's like really, really big tower energy. Yes, exactly. Oh, God. Everything just came crashing down because something new was supposed to be built. Yeah, yeah. And if you think about it, 
sometimes I look at that tower card and I'll be like, well, this tower was was not long for this world anyway, because it's built very on a on a very um precarious precipice mm-hmm. so i'm just saying <laughs> well i mean but, that's uh, that's kind of the whole point of the tower it's not yeah hey your life's about to get wrecked even though sometimes maybe it is yeah but it's like mm-hmm. things that are not built on a good foundation are gonna you're gonna have to rebuild this you're gonna have to redo it not saying ursula you have to redo your house or anything just no i found just... out my foundation was actually really well built that's fantastic <laughs> the things that you know like i i it's weird um I get to sort of redo my whole house mm-hmm. and, you know, not find the, the blessing that, in that, that I was given, you know? Yeah. As uh, a, thing that's like, a rough way a to really go. Good mattress. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it was like a diaper. It just like water just poured right oh. down the center of it and it just soaked it all up. And yeah, oh. it, was, it was bad. I just, oh. yeah, I, I, uh, um not getting to perform because all my costumes are in dry storage and they were trying to save some stuff and um uh but all of my like i got this small little basket of just enough things for an altar to have okay. with me here but i'm yeah. you know like all of my herbs are gone all of my incense is got like all of it it's not it's not necessarily gone now my whole altar was underneath where the branch came in and water just poured all over it. So all of my books, all of my stuff, you know, but, um, we'll see what dries out, you know, I, you know, I, I'm one of those people that tries to, to purge on a regular basis. And I'd started looking around, like I have a lot of crap and I don't really have storage for it right now. And I had just gotten this beautiful cabinet, um, from Hillary in my room, this antique that I was going to be able to start storing stuff, but I don't even think it had enough room for all the things that I would have to store. So mm-hmm. maybe this was just, you know, my way of being told, yes, you need to get rid of more stuff. <laughs> Thanks for listening universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this has really been the year of, Hey, universe, moon, earth, planets, just, spirit in general can i please have a thing and the universe going <laughs> sure sure you <laughs> fucking can you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not gonna be fun though um get real me, specific in those requests God, it, it, it makes me it puts me in the mind of like i mean it, it's like the opposite of that song i think it's a garth brooks song can you tell that we're witches from the fucking south because i'm referencing Woo-hoo! garth brooks in a witchy <laughs> podcast hey you um, know what it? garth brooks has some bangers his greatest and album that came out in the 90s was pretty good i i do love his weird little chris gainsness where he's like he became an he did like emo alt rock for some yeah. freaking reason i, I don't I know why, remember the soul I, patch very well i mean yeah. live your best life king but um <laughs> uh <laughs> do it but i just love that a country singer what uh was at the biden inauguration so yeah. you know need some of that country representation for the for the left-leaning side but he has this <laughs> song called you know unanswered prayers you know sometimes oh, yeah. i thank god for unanswered prayers now that i, I think about, about it, that, that song and forever <clears throat> yeah right now that i'm thinking about it that song kind of fucking slaps <laughs> i gotta listen <laughs> 
now I got to listen to this stupid song from the 90s. But hey, I'll, my, I'll jo- <laughs> my uh, prom song was the dance. <gasps> That's oh. such a horrible song for prom. That is. I, I don't. Yeah, they we, they voted on it, and <laughs> I mean it's beautiful. I didn't vote for it. I don't remember what I voted for, but I didn't vote for that song. But yeah, no, that that's was like, my prom song. Not quite thing. as bad, but almost like people um, having that whatever the fucking sting song is every every step you take or whatever in their wedding. Oh, ugh, creepy. <laughs> oh my I, god, creepy. <laughs> or yeah. I I was laughing because there you know there's. A movie that nobody should see because it's not a particularly good movie. Um, Miss Congeniality 2. Aww. Uh, I, we love I don't, some Sandy Bullock. I love the first one, and I love Practical Magic, and I love a bunch of other Sandy Bullock movies. Actually, I don't even know to, if I ever saw the second one. So It's not a particularly good movie. The best thing about it is that Dolly Parton is in it for one scene. Aww. And... Um, uh sandra bullock thinks that she is a drag queen she and thinks then, dolly parton's a drag queen it, yeah and then jumps right. on her to like <laughs> say like i know who you are fake dolly and she's like i know these aren't real and starts poking at her boobs <laughs> i definitely didn't see that <laughs> Man, i love dolly and so much I, I love that dolly is just like so you know she's just so game cool, for anything. chill doing with anything um it's that adaptable, adaptable Virgo moon energy she's got. But, um, uh, but then some people come up to her while Sandra Bullock is on top of her, straddling her, uh, roll 34, but, <laughs> <laughs> and then these, the, this couple comes up to her and goes, Miss Parton, we just want to let you know that here you come again was our, was the song that we danced to at our wedding. I'm like, that's not a song that you dance to at at your wedding here you come it's it's all all about getting your heart broken by the same man over and over and over again (laughs) right like the line you look into my eyes and lie those pretty lies that's not a wedding song that's not a wedding song like but i'm going to talk if i ever get married i want to dance to that song from juno uh that end the moldy pizza song yeah, where in the last line in the song is you scrunched up your face and did a dance and shook a little shook turd a little out of the, turd bottom, out of the of bottom of your pants. That's what <laughs> I want to dance to. And then you sing your own song. And that's why I'm going to be single forever. I love that song, though. That's like one of mine and John's songs. And in fact, I made our save the date was animated and I did this little character animation to that song of like Aww. our first date and our first house and our first, yeah, it was really That's cute. perfect. I love that. Aww. But all that aside, I am sorry that you went through all of that, Ursula. I'm I sorry know. that I started talking about silly stuff like Garth Brooks. Oh no, um, no, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm not in a bad place about any of it. You know, it's, it is what it is. And the process of getting everything rebuilt is a little frustrating, but you know, we weren't, we're not homeless. I'm not destitute. I have good homeowners insurance. Um, so glad insurance bureaucracy that, yeah, that I'm dealing with and, and I'm letting other people fight the fights that need to get fought. You know, like I need more than 15 sheets of drywall. 
let me show you why. And that's because I have no walls. <laughs> like it's down to the studs. So, um, and right now we're just waiting on the county because the permit for um, the electrical hasn't come through yet. So they're kind of like at a standstill to be able to do anything. But, you know, hopefully we'll have another podcast before the house is finished. <laughs> because they're saying it's going to be like five to six months. I mean, oh like we, we we did two. <laughs> no, no. Well, no, no. We did we did one after after we talked about. We definitely we're disability. definitely doing one around Yule. Like we definitely have to do. One. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, we we just have to pick up the pace all together. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, I was I was sitting there thinking about like the I couldn't remember if we had another episode since the Love Witch. We did. We had one, right? We did. No, yeah, we, we had one. Yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah, uh, we had one. Is some point during the warmer months. I don't know. Right. It was, it's, yeah, I think I titled it Spring Awakening or something like that because we were talking okay, about, okay. you know, going back into spring. Um, and I well. should have um, sang songs from Spring Awakening, <laughs> which, you know, in the show Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which I feel I would love to do a witch's react to that. It would be really weird because it'd be so long. It's such a mainly because I need it you guys need to, to see be how, several parts. Yeah, how freaking stupid that show is. Well, I never I love it the and final I need it. Season. It's I didn't either. I was mad at it. I yeah. was really mad and I don't necessarily think it was as bad as it was necessarily because of the showrunner, even though the showrunner and writer is not at all good. Like he he has nothing no good shows under his belt. He oh, did really? Riverdale, he did hmm. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, he did Katie Keene, which did not last long at all. He's doing the new Pretty Little Liars, which I wanna like because a person that I went to school with is in it. Cool. And yeah, it's cool. And this person is a, a, a transgender gentleman and I uh, and I want to support it because I want to support him. But at the same time, I'm like, but I know it's bad, though. <laughs> like, I know it's going to be bad. <laughs> um, pick a better. Sh I mean, I know you're uh, you, you're an actor just starting out. So but yeah. Um, but yeah. But Jenny and what is what is up with you? What is what, what is up, up with you? With my me. Um, I'm trying to think what, what did I do on the new moon? It was only a few days ago. Um, I just got back from this really epic trip that um, my husband and I took. Um, it was a bucket list trip for for me, at least. Uh, we actually flew out to San Francisco, rented a car, drove down to LA and took a week to do it. Mm -hmm. um, so we like actually didn't really spend any time in the bigger cities. We spent most of our time like in Big Sur and just went through these like gorgeous. We drove the PCH down all the way. So it was like ocean cliff ocean cliff like it was it was amazing so that was a week and a tiring trip because it was driving the whole time and then i'm about to uh fly out again for a business trip in two days so during the new cool. moon i was trying to be as um i guess relaxed as possible <laughs> so i did like a little you know a, a lovely little bath ritual and had my oils and my herbs and my crystals and my tea. And then um, basically, I did, have you guys read or listened to the book Witch by Lisa Lister? Um, it's it not the... Probably 2015, 2016, something like that. 
I do, 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 do. let me is that the one up. with the black cover with the white letters yeah yeah, uh -huh. yeah I read it a while ago yeah oh, my I dog is gonna growl and bark as okay. <laughs> my oldest just came home and I've it's locked everyone good. out of my room so <laughs> it's all good but yeah I, I, I had listened to that book when it first came out and then I decided to listen to it again when I was on the plane on the way back from California so I, I had my little bath ritual and then I got cozy in bed and listened to that book and colored in a witchy coloring book. And that was my new moon. Oh, so nice. It was very lovely. I don't mean to be like the Debbie Downer millennial. Um, okay, let's be real. Gen Z is a bit more Debbie Downer than millennials are. Well, I don't know. We're probably evenly matched. <laughs> but um, but I, I, I'm mainly asking this just to like, I want to... I want to give the I want to give the author credit. I've stayed away from that book mm -hmm. um, purely because I heard that while not hateful, it does have a, some transphobic rhetoric. I, about like, I knew about the criticism the first time that I heard it, and I listened to it again specifically with that in mind. Mm -hmm. And she uh, she addresses. Um, it's not transphobic. There's never any kind of calling out of that. Mm -hmm. She is speaking to women and mm -hmm. she does say things about like, you know, women presenting or there are a lot of her um, magical workings and a lot of what she's known for is specifically around menstrual cycles and fertility cycles and, you know, the journey into menopause and things like that. And she talks about, um, the pelvic bowl is like a, a inner cauldron but she's okay. careful to say things about like even if you don't have a womb you have a womb space you know like okay. i felt like it was very inclusive but didn't she just actually um i think she addressed this recently Maybe. um i could be wrong it could so the book the healing the witch wound book that came out there were some things around that um and she she I don't even know if it's the same author now that I'm thinking about it, but uh, also that came up and it was around menstrual blood. It was around menopause. It was around, um, uh, you know, some of the witch wound stuff that has been what it, it has been steeped in having a, having a being born AFAB, right? So mm -hmm. like having, um, having not, not just being a woman, cause you know, everybody's a woman that, that identifies and is a woman, mm -hmm. right. But, it gets into, um, into bleeding and into, right. 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 Yeah. Right. yeah. And the, and some of the stuff that they talk about, like with, with witch wounds is based in that time period, like in, mm -hmm. in that old. And so it does come from a lot of that, but then, you know, even when we go into, you know, Eve and, and all of that, that goes into like wounding, like the mm -hmm. female arch archetype that, mm -hmm. you know, we've been brought into for so long. So yeah, I think, I don't really remember if it's the same author or not. I have to look at it, but uh, that got brought up on her social media not very long ago as well. Mm -hmm talking about it's, that kind of stuff it's a really interesting obviously very very sensitive subject but right. a lot of women's magic is very literally seeped in blood you know yes. people yeah. use their their own moon blood for their own rituals so it i don't know that if somebody refers to something like that in a text mm 
and uh, hey, this is a ritual that I do. Maybe somebody else will get something out of it. If somebody hears that and they can't personally do that because of the physicality, right? Mm-hmm. Is that is that being aggressive? Is that being exclusive? You know, it's it's yeah. such a weird. I I had heard the criticism like quite a while ago. Like I may have still been in. Eh, maybe I was. If it came out in 2015, I was not in college, but I had probably just got like. I was newly out of college when mm-hmm. I heard this criticism and that's why I wanted to ask it because I didn't want to um like I'm immediately say like oh she said something shitty about trans people I wanted to like just see is like I, I, and I'll do my own research into it I want to be like because I I felt like we had had this conversation maybe off when we weren't on the podcast at one point mm-hmm. and I feel like you guys did tell me that she like addressed that and like she kind of explained herself and like she wasn't trying to be like exclusionary or anything yeah. i think i'm just like hyper vigilant because a lot of my you know practices and rituals because of my own heritage as an italian person a lot of my rituals are dianic mm-hmm. and in a lot of dianic circles not all of them i'm not going to say all of them but in a lot of dianic circles there is an emphasis on like only afab female presenting people okay and in there in like you you can't sit with us like like unless you are unless you have a vagine Mm -hmm. and you identify as a woman at the same time you can't sit with us like and so sometimes i'm like hyper vigilant about that because Mm -hmm. i want to even though like I, a lot of my practices is rooted in that simply because of heritage. Like I do want to try to be like more, more aware. I have <laughs> and I, like, you know. Yeah. And you know, whenever I first started uh, practicing so long ago, um, that was one of the things about Dianic. Uh, there were, there were some people that were Dianic that did group work and stuff uh, where I mm-hmm. lived. And the thing I think that turned me off of it was the fact that, you know, like in nature, there is yin and yang and balance and, you know, masculine and feminine and all of these things to, to maintain balance. And to Mm -hmm. me, I felt like if I, I felt like I wouldn't be working with balance and the way things naturally are occurring in, uh, in that kind of practice because mm-hmm. while well, I was like, Oh yeah, I love being around all these powerful witchy women, blah, blah, blah. You know, well, like it's empowering that. in some ways, especially right. when you're right. looking sure. at like the, the gardenarian kind of past and things like that. Like, right. Yeah. Um, a, yeah. I mean, I, under, I understood it to me. It just was like, this doesn't speak to me, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the, and, uh, I had people that I would work with that didn't, they're like, why do we always have to call a God with the goddess? And I was like, well, you know, we, we don't, I guess, but I do, you know, and you're in my house, right. <laughs> you know, um, but I also would talk about, you know, the, the balance of it mm. and, uh, and just the archetypes, you know, that, that, you know, sometimes those, sometimes you need a strong woman to balance out a weaker man. And sometimes you need a strong man to balance out, you right. know, a woman who's fallen or who's, who's waning, you know, goddess mm-hmm. is waning. And so, you know, yeah. it's, uh, that's kind of the way I felt about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I first started um, 
I, I don't like the word dabbling, but, you know, investigating, you know, the type of spirituality that I landed in, um, coming from the spirituality that I was born into is so, so, so patriarchal. There's, there's mm -hmm. no, like, yeah, it's not even, I, I feel like even, you know, Catholics have a lot of female we have a lot of Mary. and Mary and, you know, like, there's we, none of that with the Southern Baptist nope. stuff. Mary worship is devil worship, basically. So coming away from that, I feel if you like, love Jesus, love the vagina he came out of. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but coming out of that when I was younger, because like we do when when we're younger, we see things very, very black and white. The pendulum swung all the way over to the other side. Right. Where, at that time, when I heard about people practicing and saying things about like the horned god i was like i know i'm getting away from god like what and i i want i want the the mama juju you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah you want the divine feminine exactly. like that's kind of how but I then feel you know you settle yeah. back into the right the balance yeah the way it was for catholicism it's like there's a lot of like I i'm very fortunate in that I do have religious trauma, but I look at some of my other friends because I was never raised evangelical fundamentalist. I was raised Catholic. And yeah. I'm not saying that there is not a type of evangelical fundamentalism in some parts of Catholicism. Look at Amy fucking Coney Barrett. She's like an evangelical Catholic. Um, she belongs right. to like this weird Catholic cult called People of Praise. It's oh, if we're doing a shout out, uh, watch Fundy Fridays. And you can, and she'll talk about all this fun stuff. Her name is Jen and she's awesome and I love her. So watch Fundy Fridays. After you watch Princess Weeks and you find out about why vampires are Confederates, watch Fundy Fridays. <laughs> Forgot and about figure that. out why, why, Amy Coney, why Amy Coney Barrett's a <laughs> fucking bitch. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, that's my shout out. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I wasn't as sometimes i will i was talking to a friend of mine the other day and like she is deconstructing her faith a lot like i'm not gonna say her name i'm not gonna like go into the details but she will say that whenever she's talking about her past and her religion she'll be like yeah when i was in the cult and mm -hmm. it's like southern baptist evangelical fundamentalism and the way she describes it She'll say on a scale from one to 10, if the Duggars were an 11, my family was at an eight. And I'm like, Oy. yeah. <laughs> and okay. I remember talking to her about something that I was going, that I kind of went through when I was in middle school up until high school. Um, and it was just like a little, it was just like a little like anxiety that I had. Um, I was convinced that every time my period was late and me, little virgin, um, that I was, that Satan impregnated me yeah okay yep yeah i had that anxiety and i tell that story like it's just a funny story oh no but there's I was a telling... lot of funny stories that used to be terrifying yeah and i'm telling this story to my friend and because i was trying to tell her i was like yeah like i have religious trauma but it's not nearly it's not nearly to to where some people have had religious trauma but as i'm telling her the story she is staring at me in in terror like you thought that are you okay i'm like it's a funny story it's a funny story i mean but, it's um, kind of hard for a kid to tell fantasy from reality when they're brought up yeah because 
because we're taught that for, that abstinence only works 99.99999% of the time. It does and, not protect against the devil. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, because well, the thought process was for Catholic, for Catholics, I know um, Protestants don't have this belief. They don't believe that Mary was sinless. Catholics, and I think some Episcopalians maybe, believe that Mary was sinless, and that's why she was a good vessel for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um we, that's what we believe. And I was like, well, I know I'm not sinless. I like sin all the time. I, I talk back to my mom. I yell at my parents. I read horny Twilight fan fiction online. So that has to say, I'm a sinner. <laughs> <laughs> that means that Sat- I read a Twilight fan fiction and now Satan's going to impregnate me. He's <laughs> <laughs> <Nice> Confederate. <laughs> but I, but, uh, <laughs> Oh my, but sorry. But um, can y'all still hear me? Yeah. All right. Cool. Sorry, I bumped my thing, so I was just making sure. But um, but sorry, I didn't mean to go on a tangent. But um, I, but kind of like what Jenny was saying, you know, there's so much of the divine masculine, even in Catholicism, where you know we are cool with Mary, and even though a lot of the schools that I went to, they were rather strict and conservative, they were kind of progressive in like women's role in the bible like we never it was never told to us that men we we were never taught that umbrella of protection you know like none of that bullshit like men and women were equal the only thing that was different is that women can't be priests and whenever i would like raise my hand and be kind of like a little like rebellious shit and be like why not mm-hmm. like they would they would throw some bullshit around going that's how jesus they would that's how jesus designed it i'm like i don't think he did but no. um uh but like they'll just do you know like they would do a lot of like talking around the subject without actually answering it right. um but the fact of the matter is it's still a very patriarchal religion even if i was brought up in a rather progressive type of catholicism it's very patriarchal it's very much focused on the divine masculine so when i started leaning into the the more witchy side of myself i did i i don't i don't have any gods on my altar like i only have goddesses and that's Mm -hmm. because in some ways i still it's i still it's hard for me not to pray to some sort of jesus figure you know like it's it's still hard for me not to do that sometimes so in my head it's like okay well jesus is the is the dude on the altar he can be the dude on the altar surrounded by all these other pretty ladies and he's hung out with he hung out with 12 dudes for so long maybe he he needs some female companionship hey he had female companionship they just don't really keep the records that way they don't really like to talk about that Mm-mm. yeah yeah <laughs> if i uh, like to demonize people yeah <laughs> i would yeah. love to get into that on a different podcast because that would take <laughs> a long yeah. time that's what we talk Ch- about at easter astara <laughs> <laughs> but uh my new moon i didn't do i was a very bad witch this moon i was a naughty witch naughty witch on this witchy asmr um <laughs> i was a very naughty witch and i because i on it was a thursday right it was mm-hmm. Thursday into Friday. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was actually on my way to Nashville because I'm, it's going to be, it's such a part of my life right now that it's, that I'm not going to be able to separate it. So what? Sorry. I, I do burlesque. All right. <laughs> I know I always do the like little, like not me, but somebody looks exactly like me. 
No, I, I do burlesque. I do it with Ursula. We dance together on stage, sometimes Yay. to Dawning of the Age of Aquarius, sometimes <laughs> to that uh, uh, knock one, two, three on the, on yeah. Uh, <laughs> knock yeah, three times. Uh, <laughs> yes, and we're going to get Jenny to do it with us someday. But um, <laughs> one day. I One day. And um, I was actually on my way to be in a burlesque show with um, the troupe that me and Ursula are part of. Uh, we were going to be in a show and I drove up very late at night, um, because actually, um, I am working on another podcast, a narrative podcast. Overachiever. I, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I realized that I kind of just need to start doing the things that I want to do because I've had some workplace trauma some deeply ingrained workplace drama and i realized that i kind of just need to try to do the things that i want to do right now because if i don't i'll drive myself crazy i'm so excited uh, about the next thing because what you sent me to read i loved it thank I loved you it. so much i really i i worked very hard on it um but i was writing i wrote a ton a a, a decent amount of an episode for the other podcast that I'm working on. And then the day after, because, um, uh, and then I wrote it and I got a bit too into it. And I was like, wow, I need to actually leave to drive to Asheville now, or else I'm going to be getting there at like midnight. And I did. <laughs> Me and the other troop members ended up getting there around midnight. And um, the next day was the show and we ended up um uh before we ever like um because before we even got to the show venue you know it was still a friday everybody else they work remotely so everybody else had to like you know work and and, and do their work and i just went outside and i wrote the rest of the episode for like four hours and it's like 95% of the way done. I just need to write the epilogue of this, of this episode. And, Yay. um, well, yeah. You, and then like, that's, that's your ritual, show, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like, that's what you do. hundred percent. And I was excited. So yeah. So I guess I did some things for the new moon. You <laughs> I just, did. You, I was, you fucking channeled a muse. <laughs> you, that's magic. And I mean, I was in my favorite place, which is Appalachia. And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I know it's super spooky. And I love it. <laughs> it's funny because one of the uh, other dancers that was with us is from Tennessee. Um, can we say other names? Should we refrain from saying names, Ursula? Or how, how do, what do you think? Um, do you think? I don't think stage names are bad. Okay. Um, Rula, one of our fellow dancers, um, she's from tennessee and she's from uh, tennessee and i'm from tennessee and we have the same birthday oh Isn't that's that right i have so many friends who have that birthday really R R rula another person in the um troop so many people have that birth that's such a good birthday and also <laughs> the little boy that i used to nanny also has that birthday i remember you so telling me that. so so many good people have that birthday um but uh um, she, she was saying this thing. Cause you know, like I only grew up kind of mountain adjacent. I didn't actually grow up in the mountains. Rula grew up in the mountains. And while they were driving on the side of the road, they saw somebody like late at night walking on the side of the road. And 
I think somebody says like, maybe we could ask him for directions. And Ursula's like, no, don't ever talk to anybody in the mountains at night. And she was like, why? And everybody they're like, why? She's like, skinwalkers. Now keep driving. <laughs> skinwalkers. Skin no, keep going. Oh my god! <laughs> but uh, I was like, I mean, dude, I get on Indigenous TikTok sometimes, and I'm like, I this will save somebody's life. Always listen to Indigenous TikTok whenever they tell you to do something. Ah, <laughs> so my friends, we had like this whole list of things to talk about. Yeah, I well, think. Sure. Yes, it's, uh, it's yeah. our Mavon special. Mm-hmm. Yes, right? and I, oh, thank goodness, I, like. The fall hit the air today, and it's yes. so great. And I don't—I'm hoping that it lasts, but at least it's supposed to last through Saturday. Um, so, yeah, I'm super excited about it. Um, I was sitting out I, on my porch this morning with coffee, yes. and it was—it's a little chilly, and I had a blanket. It was wonderful. And you're like, I went. Our season is happening. <laughs> I went on a walk near the because I realized I live seven minutes away from a chattahoochee nature trail chattahoochee river so i'm i'm loving it i really love this place that i moved to oh yeah i i also got a new i also bought a house (laughs) i should say we've all been in the lead yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, i love my house it's a weird little house um you turn off a switch for one light a million other lights turn off um i accidentally painted the bedrooms way too dark and so it's a very uh, yeah it's a vibe um, it's a vibe it's a cozy vibe but it's my little weird it's i'm, I'm weird barbie and this is my weird house uh hi barbie uh, <laughs> weird barbie's the yes. best barbie yes what does so i'm actually real we put it on the list of things to talk about but i really am actually curious um what does maybon or mabon like what does it mean what does it translate to Ursula, you wanna? Because I know Samhain means summer's end, and I know this is either second harvest or great harvest. I'm pretty sure. I I think, yeah, because Lunas is like the first harvest, or Lamas is the first harvest. I think it's either the second harvest or the great harvest. Lamas, the time of year where we celebrate Lamas. It's um. I don't know if it has anything to do with the equality of day and night. Um, it does because it's the, the it would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the second harvest festival. It's the festival of Dionysus. Um, so we got a fuck, also right? feast of Avalon, uh, Equinoxio di Autunno. So that's Striga, um, and in Druidic, it's you know celebrates the Lord of the Mysteries. It's Alban Elfed. But um, I don't know what the actual word means. Huh. Um, Let's see. I've, I've, I've looked that up, but I know it's one of the books I have, but I don't have my books, you know. Um, but yeah, it's always, you know, it's always on the equinox. And then, you know, it can be anywhere between the 20th and the 23rd. It's on the mm-hmm. 23rd this year um and it's you know the beginning of seeing the waning of the sun and the days growing shorter and you know going towards yule um but this is when all of the wine deities which of course you know i love are are celebrated 
And then a lot of the, the shadowy goddesses are the ones that are, are celebrated at this time. So, <clears throat> so I, was- I just looked up something kind of weird. I mean, not weird, but I mean, weird, like interesting. Um, I just Googled Mabon or Mabon name meaning mm-hmm. and the, the child's name. So I guess it's like a name that you can literally like name your kid. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> um, uh, and it means son, just okay. means son. Yeah. yeah. So, I so mean, there's, okay. So there's, there's the two appropriate mythological legends and that's Mabon yeah. and Modron. Right. And, <laughs> um, Mabon and his mother Modron, that's a story that's been passed down from like um, old Celtic traditions. Mm-hmm. And uh, Modron meaning great son, or I guess Mabon meaning great son of the great mother um, and son of light. So that, that makes sense. Okay. Cool. Uh, I do, yeah, divi- yeah, because divine son also popped up. So if I ever... If I ever have a kid and it's a boy, because no, <laughs> I have all these ideas. If I ever have daughters, I know what I want to name them, but boys are harder. Yeah. And mm. so maybe, maybe I'll think, cause I'm Catholic. So literally, or I was raised Catholic. So our only options for boy names is John, Joe, and Matthew. <laughs> and no, <laughs> Like, I want something, I want something more interesting. No offense to any Johns, Joes, or Matthews. My best friend's name is Jonathan. No, no offense. Uh, <laughs> but, so speaking um, of, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was done. I was um, just, I was, I was just doing a silly non sequitur as is my role in this podcast. And go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of shadowy goddesses and gods, um, when I was looking through I'm a kitchen witch, so I've got to, you know, go look through all the lore of the herbs and the fruits and everything that are associated with the day. Um, But one of the uh, foods that's associated with Mabon or Mabon um, is pomegranates. So very... Because of Persephone. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Um, Can I say one thing about Persephone? Mm -hmm. Now that we brought her up. Um, So... I have often been obsessed with the idea of having five goddesses on my altar. I don't know if that's appropriate for all um, manners of of uh, practice or ritual. Um, as I said, my my Jupiter sign is in Virgo, so I'm over analytical about my spirituality. Um, but. Um, I, I've just always wanted five because in my head, and I and I know we'll talk about this someday, and I think I've mentioned it a couple times on the podcast. Um, I I never really liked the idea of the triple goddess, the maiden. I mean, not that I I don't agree with it. Obviously, too much I like do. the Trinity. Well, I don't even mind the Trinity so much because, but even the Trinity sometimes like gets to me. Like just separating your life into three stages, maiden, mother, crone, like there are spaces in between. Yeah. You know, and so I always go with, I always go by a five, uh, a five headed goddess, essentially. And even with the Trinity, like with the holy male centric Trinity, there are spots in between that as well. 
And um, so I always go with like maiden, nymph, mother, queen, and crone or warrior queen, however you want to. Mm-hmm. I kind of just go with queen because it's less syllables and I'm a lazy bitch. But, um, <laughs> but it's all um, about sovereignty. Yeah. And <laughs> um, and I always knew I, I always had an idea of which which goddesses most of the goddesses that I you know wanted on my altar um which was Lilith because I've always felt connected to Lilith mm-hmm. ever since I was like 17 then there's Arajia which is you know very closely related to my heritage and also uh to Gardnerian Wicca <laughs> fun little fact um and um Mary mother of Jesus because because you know there's still there's still a part of me that's like, you know, leans a little bit towards Mary, um, like the bad Catholic that I am. But, um, but then like other, and then I talked to you guys about Bridget. Mm-hmm. And I think it was our very first podcast or was no, it the second one? The second one, the second one where I talked about how Bridget had been kind of like nibbling at the edges of my mind. Um, and then it was just the fifth goddess that was giving me trouble. Like, I know there's supposed to be a fifth goddess and I don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, I thought it was Hecate. Um, because that's a pretty good... Everybody loves Hecate. There ain't nothing wrong with a little bit of Hecate. Uh, got the crossroads, got the hounds, got the moon, even though she's not a moon <laughs> goddess, contrary to what Chilling Adventures of Sabrina would say. Oh, fuck that show. Anyway. But, um, um, don't get your uh, from that show. Yeah. No. Do not get your rules from the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Um but um i was but i was also like sometimes i will talk to my therapist about this but i was wondering is like oh is hecate like my fifth goddess because i'm bipolar and she represents the crossroads like could that be a thing Mm -hmm. and it just never really stuck with me and i realized and i tried so hard to like stray from this because not to be like a pick me or not like other girls type of girl but um I didn't want to choose Persephone because everybody loves Persephone now. Like, uh, I kind of have this running joke in burlesque. Like, every baby burlesque dancer's first name that they play with has Persephone somewhere in it. I feel like every baby burlesque <laughs> names himself Persephone, and that's fine. It's a very empowering name to, to, to give yourself, but it's like everybody relates to Persephone. Mm-hmm. And so I was like trying not to. I was like, I don't want to be like everybody else because well, she can be I'm... the queen of the underworld and queen of spring at the same time. Exactly. That duality and... that everybody loves. And then, but I realized I'm like, I really think maybe I really think the fifth goddess is Persephone because I, first of all, there's the bipolar thing, you know, two extremes underworld and then spring mm-hmm. life essentially. Like that's basically a whole thing about the goddess of life marrying the god of the dead like that's that's what that is supposed to be which is great for libra season and balance and the equinox um but um also the fact you know i've been like really trying to invite love and romance into my life and i don't none of the goddesses that i pray to really have anything to do with like romantic love Mm -hmm. and i feel like persephone kind of does so depending on who you're talking to i think she loves hades I think she loves it. I mean, I'm not trying to be like gross or whatever, or like Laura Olympus, but I think she likes Hades. No, that's that's I, how I've always <laughs> felt about it too. But yeah, not everybody but, does. Yeah, 
But I'm sorry. Thank you for letting me go on my little Persephone's rant. It's Persephone's. funny because I think a lot about like that's where the Taming of the Shrew came from. You know, like that, that's where that, you know, storyline was pulled mm-hmm. from somewhere. You know, yeah. like what must she have been like um, to uh, try to, you know, tame or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I need to see Elizabeth Taylor's version of that. But never seen it either. Um, that one reviewer that I talked about, um, who did a very good in-depth analysis of the Love Witch, Kyle Colgren. Mm-hmm. Um, he also did a very good in-depth analysis of Taming of the Shrew. Oh. So I got I'm just gonna send you guys just Kyle Colgren all the time. I swear, listeners, I do other things than just watch YouTube. I don't do many other things, but I swear I do other things. She sings herself songs. In the toilet. (laughs) This is a very poop-heavy episode. (laughs) Is that the and title? (laughs) Let's talk about let's talk about a little thing. Like talk about things that, you know we as witches do. do at this time. You know, to me, what I love about this time of year is it's the other half of the year that I always want to clean my house and like clean everything out mm-hmm. and energetically clean it all out and get rid of stuff and purge like we were talking about before. Um, and it's nice because it's also feels like the appropriate time that you can bring out more of your stuff you know, and, and put it yeah. out. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also love like changing up my altar at this time of year and bringing in, you know, you get so it, it's um, all of the stuff involved in that is just it, things go from being bright and light and yellow and stuff. And then you bring, I get to bring out my darker stuff, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, and apples and, grapes and leaves and acorns and you know all that kind of stuff that i love so much and it's everything just looks so it's funny how even with what you do like what you do in spring on your altar and what you do in the fall on your altar everything always looks so expensive (laughs) like even (laughs) like not not expensive but like it just looks lush you know and rich yeah yeah I do. I remember years ago, I mean, not years ago, but I did. I was so excited because I got to do a a Mabon. I think, I feel like, Jenny, were you there when we went to Ursula's condo and we did a Mabon ritual? It was years ago. Do you remember that, Ursula? So years ago. But no, I don't think Jenny was there. I know we did the big one at the studio. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm thinking. Um, Yeah. Um, the one where uh, Cap had a big table out. Yeah. I remember I brought croissants because I heard bread's a big part of Mabon, which is mm-hmm. another reason why I love this season because yes. bread is the best. Yes. <laughs> yes. One of these uh, days we're going to talk about the demonization of bread in modern society. <laughs> but not today. Anyway. <laughs> um, you know I just watched that whole series, uh, uh, Live to a Hundred on netflix mm-hmm. it's really interesting i really liked it um and uh they talk about how like in was it in sardinia oh yes that they eat pasta and bread all the time 
-hmm. but it's just that that's not the main focus of what they eat with nothing else. You know, they, um, and so like the demonization of bread and pasta kind of got debunked because these are people that are living to be a hundred and over a hundred. Um, you know, are they baking their own bread or are they buying wonder bread? They're making, they're making their own, they're making their own pasta and baking their own bread. Yeah. Yeah. There's also, we, I, I really do think that there's something to be said in it. And I don't mean to like get us off topic, but I don't really feel like this is off topic because I do feel like bread is a very, every religion has something to do with bread. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in in Catholicism, we literally believe that through the power of transubstantiation, that the bread at church turns into flesh of mm-hmm. a 2,000-year-old dead man. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I became a witch. Nothing opened <laughs> the door for that at all. Um, <laughs> nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, uh, but no, bread is like so important to so many different cultures and religions. And I do think one of the things that like bothers me about our Western American society is that unless you're, I mean, you can have it like for your own like like thing, but like we're not allowed to have wood burning stoves in restaurants anymore. I mean, maybe that's changed, but as of like when I was in college, it was illegal for restaurants to have wood-burning stoves hmm. i think i might be wrong i i seem to remember anthony bourdain may he rest in peace um say something about it Maybe and that's why yeah, now they're trying to get rid of gas stoves too um yeah but yeah I mean, a lot of that, fire, so fire i know that a lot of barbecue fire. restaurants they have issues because of having smokers but the amount of of uh soot and grease and stuff that gets stuck in there they cause fires mm-hmm. and so yeah. that might be it might i don't know if it's necessarily a health issue but it might definitely be a safety, a safety issue yeah an insurance and that, issue <laughs> and that's fair that's that's i totally understand like safety comes first but i do think that wood burning stoves not only make things taste better but i do think it does contribute it contribute a bit more to the health like the healthiness of certain foods and mm. also there's something just magical about a wood there's something literally magical about a wood wood burning stove i agree and yeah i know but um but energetics yeah. and food is kind of my thing <laughs> yes i'm like <laughs> make the magic taurus <laughs> getting such back a, onto that yes. topic really quick um i wrote down some of the foods and everything that are, are associated with maybon and then i also had yes. like a simmer pot and a tea recipe um just want to go through that really quick so the foods associated with the sabbat are corn which is why you see a lot of like corn dollies and things like that and like more traditional celebrations there's a lot of corn on husks like in the rituals bread corn yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. drawing yeah yeah i was just reading something about that earlier today um so bread any kind of fresh bread for stability um pumpkin pomegranates root veggies apples nuts seeds cider and wine are all very associated with this day um but yeah there are a couple of different um accounts that i follow specifically kitchen witch accounts that always put out fun little here's some ideas so yeah fresh bread for stability carrot cake for luck sweet potatoes for harmony 
corn muffins or because we're southerners just cornbread for abundance (laughs) apple butter for love and we had talked about this before pumpkin latte for prosperity (laughs) i swear i feel like waffle house is the best place to go then for for (laughs) (laughs) apple butter corn yep bread hey don't like not i can't stand it when people hate on waffle house i'm like that's just too good elitist fuckers elitist fuckers who like to eat ihop with their damn like 10 pounds of sugar in their damn pancakes that's what they (laughs) i no hate to ihop it's a great place to go when you're drunk and after a show but the but, waffle um, house has got to be better waffle house is ten- well, i i adore waffle house um you said I mean, simmer pot. go yeah. and, and buy food and pay the bill like it's like 1983 exactly you know? <laughs> i love that and you're gonna get called sweetie it's great oh yes, yes. And they're gonna be called sweetie and then if somebody comes in and tries to start shit and throws a chair <laughs> oh a waffle house waitress will grab that shit Yep. And then you never know if you go into a very specific Waffle House, Lana Del Rey might be your fucking waitress. Oh my God. Right. That was in like Mobile or something, wasn't it? Somewhere in Alabama. I so know funny. she's kind of a problematic fave, but I kind of adore her. I know. But um, seriously, like I have had new moon, new moon rituals, which are nothing more than getting really high and vibing in the tub to Lana Del Rey. Like that's that's all I need. That is seriously. I mean, it's better. My last full moon ritual, I sat in a bathtub, and I dropped my wine in the bathtub. Oh, I had more wine that I was able to pour myself, but I dropped my wine. No, that's like you're 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 spelled with needing one more ingredient, and it needed wine. Yes, (laughs) I needed to cook myself in wine like a good Italian. Um, (laughs) But you said you said simmer pot. Yeah. Um, if we ever like, so you know, we're thinking about doing a newsletter. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I should say this on the podcast, but you know, yeah. I'm gonna speak it, gonna speak I've it been into existence. On the site. It's just not gotten very far because work has taken over my life. We are all working, <laughs> ladies. It is totally okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, slow and steady, all that good stuff. But um, maybe we can talk to Cap, our lovely friend who was with us uh, during the Love Witch episodes, um, because Cap has a great simmer pot re- recipe. Um, nice. Called Caressida's Kiss, Ooh. and there's a whole reason for that name, but I won't get into it now. But yeah. I would love to hear about uh, that. But yeah, if you, I, I'll talk to them and see if um, if uh, if we want to put that a uh, recipe in the sure, in the for sure. So yeah. I found um, a, a tea recipe um, that I also plan to um, use in a several ways so the ingredients are um apple slices orange slices black tea if you can take the caffeine rosemary Mm -hmm. cinnamon nutmeg cloves rose hips and chamomile and almost all of these ingredients have to do with either love or prosperity um so for a tea you would want to dehydrate the apple and orange slices you wouldn't have to Mm -hmm. but yeah. In order to do that, or um, you could also then take all of those dry ingredients and burn it like a loose leaf uh, incense on like a mm-hmm. charcoal disc. Um, but using the ingredients fresh, um, including the rosemary and the and the fruit, um, would make a really really lovely simmer pot. I oh I would love that. Maybe when we 
having a podcast where we're all together again we can um we can drink we can make some of yes. that yes i'm, uh, I'm oh, very excited because we're about to get like a big dining room table mm-hmm. um i have nowhere for people to sit really right now but when we do i've got a lovely little tea set and we'll mm-hmm. blend some teas and mm-hmm. have some wine and some nibblies and record something silly <laughs> i uh, but speaking of like teas and all the and, and and good things to drink um can we just talk about how every uh august to about november starbucks and dunkin donuts turns us all into little witches because they have us <laughs> imbibing potions yes pumpkin spice lattes. Potions. yes <laughs> i love they it. are prosperity yes uh, because it's not just PSL, it's not just pumpkin spice latte. It's also Ursula's favorite is apple cider, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I'm a chai drinker. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm chai, sorry, I think yeah, I liked apple yeah. cider. I misunderstood last time we talked. Very similar. Oh, I love apple cider too. Don't get me wrong. And my kids love apple cider. Like it's it's a staple. Actually, my kids will drink apple cider all year long if they can get it. Like, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I just love that flavor profile. No matter what it's in, coffee, tea, mold wine, I just love it all. Yeah, mm, I do love some mulled wine, like the cinnamon, the cloves. I mm-hmm. love cardamom. Yeah, um, yeah, like yeah. Because chai, you get into like the, the cardamom and the um, coriander and different spices like that mm-hmm. too. Sometimes with black tea, you get in a lot to lavender, mm-hmm. um, and like Earl Grey. There's always lavender, which is always good for relaxation. But what? Let's hold on. Lavender and Earl at- Grey also has bergamot. That's what yes, my other drink I from love- Starbucks is. I love London fogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is basically an earl gray latte yeah <laughs> yeah being milk. yeah i always get the iced earl gray it's essentially just a black tea but um i'm gonna for those of you who don't know how the sausage gets made um they put like they they mix the tea like they brew the tea in the morning and then they have and then they they cut the when they're making you your tea they cut the tea with water um mm-hmm. just so that they can stretch the tea out I always ask it without water, but with but to cut it with oat milk instead. Mm-hmm. And I make myself a little iced tea latte. Yeah. And so what are the spices in pumpkin spice again? Because they're they're the same spices that are that are in chai or some of it, right? A lot of them. For the most part. Like cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves. Um all cinnamon spice. is just like cinnamon is just like the best catch all spice for like banishing negative energy and there's some really scientific good for money precedent for that. there is some scientific precedent for that because cinnamon can kill germs mm-hmm. and germs are negative uh so um i didn't know that for money spells though I'll it also has I'll ginger in it too that's the other ginger yep yeah i know ginger is good for your tummy but mm-hmm. what what is some good magical properties of ginger I have so many books sitting on the other side of that wall. <laughs> it's, um, a, it's an earth representation of fire. I know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's used for protection. Yes. I do um, love Okay. It's used a lot in money spells, too. Um, I've used it a lot in money spells because it's, it's, uh, it's basically... Uh, like kind of like you light a fire under something, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like. Do you that. know where that phrase comes from? Can we get? Can we get? Is it, is it for a minute? 
Is it like, <laughs> I can is only it, guess. <laughs> does it also come from the term phrase, like put, put your feet to the fire or is it something different? Probably has very similar etymology. No, but what, what, what did, what did you hear? Um, chimney sweeps, like little, little kid, little ch- chimney sweeps who oh, no. would go through like these really complicated series of flues and vents and stuff. And sometimes they would get stuck or they would get lost. So mm-hmm. to light a fire under somebody is them literally lighting the fire so that they know which way not to go. Mm-hmm. Like mm. Burn them out. Wow. Um, oh, that's so terrifying. Oh. I know. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I'm fascinated children. by stuff like that. I know it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> I, used to whole, use, I used to use ginger a lot. And I just remember I always use it for like abundance, prosperity, good luck stuff. Mm-hmm protection healing um and there was a lot of like sex magic and passion stuff that i would use that with too that makes sense i think it's a it's a mars ruled yeah herb i'm pretty sure yeah and then i think it's just kind of one of those like spell enhancement you know things that you just yeah like it's gonna like clear clear quartz it's just gonna help yeah yeah and That's nutmeg really cool. for Christmas. <laughs> Pretty I, much all of those types of spices are going to have very similar healing and magical properties. Right. I love that so many protection spices are also money spices. Because you know what? Financial security is important. <laughs> you hear me, Republicans? Because like uh, I'm sure so many Republicans listen to this podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many. Lauren Boebert, are you are you listening between getting groped at Beetlejuice? Oh my gosh. She was doing the groping. I mean both of them. He was doing a it was a mutual groping. At least there was was consent and mutual affection, but maybe not in front of children, because isn't she like against doing stuff? Yeah, like adult performances in front of children. Hmm. Yeah. Which uh a man uh, a man in 10 layers of clothing and a dress and wearing makeup reading sweet stories to children is not asexual performance but whatever <laughs> it's not I, sexual in the least I, I would love to <laughs> there's no concept at all for how difficult it would be to strip out of that getup. Like, oh my, right this is not it, like a, a strip tease kind of right um, no so much tape so much <laughs> And also, do you know, I, there was a great comedian. I can't remember what his name is. I think it's Marco Giancomo. I don't know. Uh, I, I can't remember what his name is. Um, but he does this great bit about, like, do you think, do you, track queens don't want to touch your kids. They don't want your kids to touch them. Their hands are <laughs> sticky and their, co- and their costumes are expensive. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, like, pretty much. Like, do, I mean, I love kids. I do. But, like, when I was working at the Renaissance Fair, you had to get durable durable fabric and make sure that you didn't mind getting dirt and spit and all this other shit on it because yeah <laughs> kids are gonna fucking have their little dirty hands all the over thing you is a drag show is very different than drag queens reading to children right or yeah. drag, drag brunches or for yeah. adults they're gonna cuss yeah. a lot. They're gonna make crude jokes, like you know, all of that stuff. But it's for adults. Yes, yeah. it's it's for adults. And mm-hmm. reading children's books, but- dressed up as a princess or a mermaid or whatever you're gonna, or just you know, or just it's why it's why Dolly dr- dresses the way she does, right? She just thought that that was mm-hmm. the most beautiful woman she'd ever seen, and she yeah. wanted to look just like her. 
you know, and she jokes about how this is like the town whore, you know, Tramp. and, and, mm-hmm. uh, which I hate that word being that, you know, that, that's I know, but, but it's, no, she yeah, said it's a when she said that. woman in the world and that's what she wanted to look like. And she thought that was her, that was what beauty was for her. Right. And so it's, it's no different than walking around Disney and having somebody dressed up as Jasmine, you know, it's not any different. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when and, they're and, and time out of their life to be kind and do things for children. And a lot of times they do it volunteer, volunteering. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. they get paid, sometimes they get tipped, but for the most part, like they do not get paid. They do this because they just want to brighten a kid's day. Yes. And that's, that's all it is. And that's what bothers me so much, but um, sorry, I didn't mean to get on my political soapbox again. No, that's a good good topic. (laughs) Um, Really quickly. I, I I need to stop saying really quickly because nothing I ever do is quickly. Um, I am asleep. Um, can we talk a little bit? Because I this is from like two years ago, um, from one of the articles that I wrote uh, for for Jenny. Um, mm. But can I read what I wrote a couple years ago about what happens when it's Libra season during the equinox? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So when. The autumn equinox happens when the sun enters Libra. Um, the sun enters Libra on this sexy SMR. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hell, y'all. Uh, hey, at least it's not a vampire podcast this time. We at least mix it up a little. Yeah. Um, so I, I, this is the type of articles jokes that I would put into the articles. I don't know how Jenny put up with me for so long. Um, So when Libra enters, when Libra, when it's Libra season, go ahead and call Libra Anakin Skywalker because it is here to restore balance to the force. Wow. (laughs) After a busy yet exhausting Virgo season, Libra is here to bring us peace and harmony. The solar transition from Virgo to Libra is the ultimate work-life balance. When the sun resides in Libra, we not only crave peace, we also crave diplomacy and justice. You may find yourself saying it's just not fair a lot these next few weeks. A lack of fairness may cause us to become grumpy and disheartened. But don't fret. Libra is ruled by the planet of aesthetic and uh, traction. I don't, maybe I didn't write that right. (laughs) This was published. Aesthetics (laughs) and attraction? Yeah, uh, this was published on a on a website. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> I don't Venus. know who your editor was. Um. <laughs> I'm sure you caught it. This is, this is my Google Doc. I'm sure you caught it. Oh, okay. spring flings are <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, oh no, <laughs> my editor was beautiful and perfect and awesome and absolutely nothing oh, wrong goodness. with her. Um, but uh, Libra is ruled by Venus, so spring flings are fun and all, but Libra is bringing us fall flirtationships. Don't be surprised if you feel more attractive this season. While you are opening yourself up to the possibility of love or a relationship, don't forget to turn some of that love inward. Libra wants you to find peace and balance within yourself. So that's what Yay. I Yay. <laughs> I love that. Yay. Well, uh, anything else you want to talk about? The- Come on in and lay right down and push my microphone away. <laughs> That is really wants to be It's just like, hey. hi, sweetie. <laughs> that is, that is, I love it. Hello, kid. Oh, it's a cat. Yes. I'm sorry. No, the dog is <laughs> barely snoring over here next to me, but no, it's like, okay, it's been oh, cold. Yeah. Time to come lay in next to your legs. 
Now, <laughs> kitties, kitties are good things. Yes. Um, so that basically, I mean, covers everything astrology-wise for Libra season. Um, it is. Oh, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't mean to stuff. Oh no, I didn't no, mean no, to no, no. It was no, so much more beautifully said than me just talking off the cuff. Um, but, it uh, is well, cool I mean, to me that like the equinox with you know the the sun and the or the the day and the night being perfectly equal that would be when we usher in the season of balance and the scales well that's coming right but, out of virgo right which is like you have to be organized you have to do these things yes. and and now it's like, it's okay, like now it's time to chill <laughs> and not maybe go overboard like you know watch yeah. marie kondo don't be marie kondo like you know this month <laughs> i feel like that's something with- that you don't necessarily hear too much um about venus ruled planets it's always mm-hmm. about love and beauty but there's just as much of it that's about peace yes and mm-hmm. like with the type of astrology that i've been studying which is like evolutionary astrology which is taking your placements and not treating them like a personality test but like a guide ma- or guideposts for where you're supposed to go right taurus and libra who were both ruled by venus have mm-hmm. a mission in this life to find peace and Taurus, that's a little bit more through like earthy, very natural means, um, you know, getting your hands and your feet in the earth and a lot about like just simplicity and in, in the domestic life. Mm-hmm. And with Libra, it's seeking peace a bit more through relationships, yes, and some romantic relationships, but also through like art and aesthetics. Right. You're finding peace. You're finding like the fuel you need for your life through, you know, your eyeballs. You yeah. you need the balance of not only relationships, but of like colors and of, you know, everything aesthetically around you. It's funny because I have I a lot of Venus placement in my chart and mm-hmm. all of my, every time I ever had my chart done or, or I look through it, a lot of it is about, you really care about your home and you really cared about aesthetics. And mm-hmm. those two things are very, very true. <laughs> but yeah. I also can't stand living in visual chaos either. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like clutter. I don't like stuff. I don't like walls that are completely covered in stuff. You know, like I, I, I yeah. can appreciate kitschy design and like all that kind of stuff, but I don't want to live in that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely I'm more so of a sorry. maximalist. <laughs> but... What now? I'm so sorry for when you come visit me, Ursula. <laughs> hey, I can visit that. I just don't have, I just don't want to live in it. <laughs> I'm definitely more of a maximalist. I've got like little tchotchkes around and pretty fabrics hanging from the wall and stuff like that. But there's a difference between the kind of, um, there's a difference between that and clutter. Yeah. And for some people, there might not be much of a difference. Yeah. I know how, you know, my stuff looks when it's organized and when it doesn't. I know when that vibe is right. Right, right. So as much as I hate cleaning, and I really do, um, I know that I'm going to feel better when I just, you know, freshen the space. I I watch a YouTuber who calls it, um, it's hilarious because she's very much like a Jesus loving homeschooling mom of seven. But when she goes through and cleans up areas in her home, she calls it fluffing. Oh no! So like, oh no! I just think so great. Oh no! I, get, I know somebody that calls it resetting, which I oh, I yeah? like that term because it's like okay, you're taking it back to where it's supposed to be, like it's a reset. 
you know, whenever yeah, you go and do that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I have I, a, I prefer a the corner term... shelf right here that serves as my altar. And like, I try to at least once a season, not really that often go through and just like clear everything off, get into the corners, dust everything. Yeah. And even if everything's going back exactly where it is, right. I've refreshed the space. Yeah. And it feels so different. Yeah. I, I got to say, I prefer Ursula's term of resetting um, to fluffing. because God, God bless that little Christian mama. I, know. Uh, I don't I don't think she knows what fluffing means. We're not talking about pillows. But that just makes it so much more enjoyable <laughs> to me. That's like my, my stepmom. If she ever listens to this, I don't know if she'll be happy with me telling her mama. So I never got to meet her mama, my other step grandmother, but uh, her name, her mama's name was Betty. And she was a, apparently an insanely nice, beautiful woman who was very cute and naive. And one time when she was older and she was drinking a little bit of a Bloody Mary, she's looking at a hummingbird, try to feed from a little hummingbird feed, feeder. And she goes, oh, Francis, look, he's trying to get his little pecker in the hole. <laughs> That is the most so precious just, thing I, I've ever heard. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I love it. I just love it. It's so cute. <laughs> That's amazing. So nobody tell cute little homeschool mama what fluffing really means. Exactly. <laughs> uh, is there anything about the moon that's happening on the uh equinox um not on that well i mean the moon is always doing something on the equinox mm -hmm. but i just have um the next full moon written down which is september 29th and yes. that will be in aries <gasps> yay and i'm happy that it's going to be in aries and mercury is out of retrograde because moon full moon in aries is like a good time for like new beginnings mm -hmm. and stuff it's a good great time for new beginnings and great time to get things started and mercury in retrograde is a terrible time to get things started <laughs> so i'm very happy it's out of retrograde the right universe now. is saying go <laughs> go right um, now so if it's all right with y'all i don't mean to be talking too much okay. it's always my problem yeah um, so as i was um shuffling one card jumped out so you what know gotta read that it? one <laughs> love it <laughs> It's not swords this time. Wow, no, okay, it's, um, okay. <laughs> it's the Eight of Cups. Oh, nice. Mm. Eight of Cups. And in my book, it says this is the walking away from what did not work card. Mm -hmm. And so uh, whether it's a destructive relationship, bad habit, or a job that made you unhappy, <laughs> that was me. Um, I walked away from a very, very, very bad film project run by a very, very, very bad person. <laughs> um or you know the or it's just a place that doesn't feel right to you um it's also about walking towards something that will make you happy and it's also a reconciliation card um and um and also basically and it could also be a good omen for a long distance relationship so and also just like it, it represents kind of just like stepping away from a situation or stepping away from a place, not necessarily to turn your back on that place or to never return to that place, but to just kind of see what else is out there. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's a good time for like a vacation, you know, just basically the best way to appreciate your home is to go somewhere else for a while. Um, that is very true. So we got back from... <laughs> 
I had my yes. niece come and stay here because I didn't want my cat to be all by herself and I just wanted somebody to yeah. watch the place. And so, like, before she came over, she's family. I know she's going to snoop. Whatever. I still cleaned like a mad woman. And, like, in the midst of that, we, you know, took a bunch of stuff to Goodwill and brought other things out and rearranged stuff and, you know, whatever. Very good. Very good for the upcoming Libra season. Right. But, like, it was everything was clean and the energy was all brand new. And that was right before we were going out of town. I was like, we're going to come back from this long, probably exhausting trip. And walk in and be like, oh, I love my space. Like, it's just, that's the best feeling to me is coming home to a clean house after a trip. Yes. I need to get into that habit of doing that before I leave for a trip. Because it's, I think that'll make me feel a lot better. It's but just one more thing on your to-do list, though. So it stresses you out beforehand. <laughs> that's fair. Um, this, uh, the card that I ended up actually pulling though is the strength card and over the it's the overcoming obstacles card and it's a good card for reassuring you that you will have the ability to achieve your goal and overcome obstacles if you uh persever or persevere mm -hmm. um, <laughs> well that's how shakespeare said it he said persever um <laughs> uh, it also refers to your untapped strengths and talents and says that you have great sources of resources to win though it may be hard and an uphill task especially if you are undertaking a long-term project strength can also refer to a strong but gentle person on whom you can rely and it indicates that old trusted friends will prove more loyal than exciting new ones who promise the moon uh you guys are my trusted friends and uh, you and you may need to be patient and persever with difficult people and situations. Don't let anyone dissuade you from the course of action that you feel is right. Um, don't waste your strength trying to win uh, someone who is stubborn. Um, the only drawback of strength is if you are pouring your efforts into a lost cause. So, yeah. Nice. I so love we got, card. we got two cards. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. But, Yeah. I'm, well, I guess. I'm so sorry that I spent so much time of this episode talking about poop, you guys. <laughs> we have too so much of it. <laughs> <laughs> we made you sing the song. No, it's um, <laughs> uh, it's good that uh, I think we got all of the things that we wanted to talk about discussed, though. Like we definitely, yeah. you know, we wanted to mm -hmm. talk about like cleaning out the energy in your space and in your life and that this is a good time, especially witches for us to do it. And there's something about the, the air changing that does it too. Like you start getting those winds mm -hmm. from the North. Um, usually for mm -hmm. around here, it's from the Northwest and um, like, it just smells different and it feels different. Mm -hmm. And last, or I guess early this morning when I was walking my dog, uh, it was still dark outside cause it was like six. And um I looked up and like, I could see so many stars that I don't normally see because whatever front we just had come through cleared out all okay. of the stuff in the air and it just smelled mm -hmm. clean and felt clean. And so it's like, same thing happens, you know, in the spring. So it's, it's one of those times a year that it's good to clear out the energy. Yeah. Yeah. And that usually mm -hmm. happens on equinoxes. Yes. Like it's meant to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. We I might wonder, have a like, record like time to... on this. Next time we talk, I uh, I wanted to ask um, Jenny 
because you know we always you know i we always talk about like you know how certain signs might feel extra powerful during their own seasons mm -hmm. like aries during Aries season like let me know how, like like when we're kind of in, like in the midst of it like let me know if maybe since you're you know libra's planetary twin mm -hmm. if you feel like particularly powerful because sometimes i really do feel kind of powerful during scorpio season and that's my planetary twin okay so yeah, yeah. it's interesting yeah it's interesting but, to play um, with those energies i also think it's really fascinating for like the upcoming full moon it's mm -hmm. like full moon specifically trying to integrate those polar energies because you've yeah. got libra and aries mm -hmm. so it's like it's it's a spectrum so you're trying to like find a balance in the middle of it you know yeah but um yeah but man i love i love talking about the best time of year with the best ladies yeah so. yeah oh and so we um i don't know if we want to talk about i think we're going to talk about a book next time have like yeah a but then menu. now i just think we should just do a witch's drink and watch practical magic <laughs> I downloaded the book and I still want to read that, but I'm down for just like, yeah, let's, well, you let's know, go around and, and heckle practical Or we magic. can do both. There's no reason why we can't do well, both. Well, you know what? You know what? There is no, I mean, November is such a, such a cozy time to talk about books. We can right. totally talk about the book so and then it'll give me more time to read the book because I'm a slow sure. reader. So, right. So if okay, anyone is curious about the book that we are going to read, we are going to be reading the once and future witches. It is, I had it up here. I just downloaded it the other day. I haven't started oh, it yet. It's, it's so good. I haven't I finished it. it, but I started it. Um, the, it's by Alex E. Harrow, H-A-R-R-O-W, and it's Alex, A-L-I-X. And I started it a while ago, and for some reason, I think I started reading something else, you know, like somebody's like, oh, you have to read this book. And it's like, okay. But someone said that about this book to me, and so I'm excited to go back into it, um, mm -hmm. especially since it's very politically motivated. Um, so okay. it's, it's a good one. So if anyone wants to Ooh, that'll be a fun conversation. And hear the conversation in November, then absolutely. We're going to be hitting that up. That sounds Sweet. great. Nice. Uh, yeah, I love it. November is a good, good book time. Yes. All right. Well, well, I love you. With you. I love you guys. <laughs> love you. I love you. And next time you're, um, constipated, just remember you have a, you have a spell. <laughs> Please do not title this episode the one where we talk about poop or slur. Please don't do that. <laughs> I can see you thinking about of Mavon. <laughs> oh, already got a title. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? She already has a title. <laughs> What's the title? Cleansing the bowels of Mavon. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh my god. And on that note. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Love you guys. Love, love you love guys. You. <laughs>